Hey there, horror movie tea sippers. The following podcast episode will contain spoilers for the movie we are about to review. If you have not seen the movie and do not wish to have anything ruined prematurely, please do not continue to watch or listen until you have seen the movie. And welcome to the Horror Movie Tea Podcast. Today we are covering Gremlins 2, The New Batch. It's so funny because I, I don't know what it is about like older sequels, but they always seem to have like a little tagline. But nowadays yeah. they're like, oh, it's just like Insidious 2 or they don't really seem to have taglines behind them anymore. I mean, they do every now and then, but they do that with the actual like original movies too so yeah but we're following the december tradition since this week is jess's birthday yay happy birthday well happy Thank early you. birthday because it's coming out on the first yeah so <laughs> yay but anyways before we get into the summary let's grab our cups and talk about tea this time around i am drinking it's another republic of tea just i went a little crazy guys so you're gonna hear about this tea company a lot before i drink it up it's the super green tea serenity it's got japanese matcha green tea lavender and holy basil or basil (laughs) (laughs) but um i know my camera's inverted but um at least you know kind of what packaging looks like well, on my side, it's inverted. I know. Yeah. But I'm glad you can see it. <laughs> but the people looking at the video podcast I can won't. see it just fine. <laughs> but what are you drinking today? <laughs> I am trying a new one to me. Uh, this is Lipton Terrific Turmeric Herbal Tea. So it's got turmeric, ginger, and orange. Oh, It is an orange. herbal tea, so it's... Mm-hmm. So it's caffeine-free, which is great, because, again, I'm over-caffeinated and exhausted. We're moving again, guys. So if you couldn't tell from the background. <laughs> yeah, this is a, a continuation of yep. our cluster of recordings. So, yep. yeah, we, we sometimes record episodes out of order. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> no, it's, it's always just in between sessions, and it's just whatever we can manage at this point. Yeah, it's but, like... Uh, <laughs> we we also just finished eating dinner, so I needed something to help with soothing and, and a digestion and just calm, relaxing, nice tea. Yeah. Yeah. So, hopefully this does the trick. Yes. I hope it does, too. But... That'll be good. <laughs> yes. But as always, for our tea sippers out there, brew yourself a cup of tea Sit back, relax, and we hope that you enjoy the review. Um, So Gremlins 2 is... Oh man, I should have pulled up the summary. Okay, but essentially, Gizmo's back at the shop. The uh, There's a a development company that's trying to... um, That ends up building over that area because the shop owner passes away. But uh, Gizmo is found by someone who works in a laboratory that just so happens to be in this new building. And uh, and then Gizmo's former 
owner from the previous movie just so happens to work in this building and he finds Gizmo and you know it seems like oh Gizmo's about to be rescued everything's going to be good because he knows the rules but Gizmo not uh, very good at listening to directions (laughs) was walking around and then he gets uh, dumped with water by the janitor and chaos ensues um, I do kind of find it funny that, like, it, it's like this whole convoluted story, but uh, but essentially there's gremlins everywhere, and they end up directing them to the main lobby by tricking them that's still nighttime by having, like, a, a cover over the, the large part of the building, and then, um, then that ends up not working out and instead they get zappity zapped and then the <laughs> the movie ends <laughs> roll credits nee, 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 nee. <laughs> um so for entertainment i know for me this the both the entertainment and the realism are probably going to be on the shorter side because this movie is very chaotic to a point where it's kind of hard to wrap your head around. Like, it's so strange because it does have a very focused story, but at the same time, it goes all over the place. Uh, <laughs> well, I guess in the beginning, it has a focused story. And then after that, it just like kind of falls apart. Um, so for me, I would rate this movie a 7.5. And the reason being is... I... I definitely, I can't remember what I rated the first one. It's either a 7 or a 7.5, I'm pretty sure. But um, I, I did enjoy the first movie a lot better. But this movie is full of references. Like, if you enjoy uh, movie references, like, they reference, like, Phantom of the Opera, Wizard of Oz, Rambo, and that's just, like, a small fraction of the movies <laughs> That they uh, reference, so it, it kind of adds uh, to the the fun of the movie. I also like that they uh, showed Gizmo a lot more. I'm sure after the first one, they realized, oh, people really like Gizmo. Um, no surprise there, so they wanted to show him off a little bit more. Uh, I also find it a little bit interesting the the commentary up on the movie, how it's about. It's like, even though this movie, it, this one was released in uh, 1990, and even though that was 30, oh, 30 years ago, um, it, it, we are still facing very, very similar problems where it's like trying to find that balance between um, our modern age and um, not allowing things to become so impersonable that, you know, you're just a, one of the little chinks in the, the chain or the little, you know, but, um, like a drone. huh? A drone. Like a drone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or a robot, a part of the assembly line or whatever. Um, but, uh, out of curiosity, cause the, the fiance was giving tours of the building and she's like, Oh, you can get his book for 1995. And I immediately was like, well, nowadays that's actually a fairly reasonable price, but knowing this movie, 
and how high of a ego the the person's supposed to be, I was like, I bet it's actually pretty expensive. And so I looked up what how much that is in today's money, and in today's money, that would be worth forty one dollars and eighty seven cents. And so, uh, I think that knowing having that transition and knowing that it's a pretty expensive book that kind of helps fall the pieces. It's like, I'm sure maybe some people didn't think about that, but yeah, he was actually charging a lot for his freaking auto autobiography. But, um, but yeah, overall the, the movie starts off focus, but then really becomes chaotic. They seem to be a lot more focused later on, on creating all of these references and jokes rather than the actual gut of the story. And that it makes it feel like it lasts forever. It kind of ironically slows down the movie, even though there's a lot going on. Um, so out of the two Gremlin movies, this one is definitely the weakest. Uh, they go kind of overboard with the action and what they have the Gremlins do and things like that. I mean, it is, uh, some of their ideas is interesting, like having like the, the Gremlin drink the, the bat one or the one become, uh, more intelligent. That one's by far my favorite. <laughs> yes. Um, so, uh, so it's like, yes, they did try and make it more interesting, but then they kind of overwhelm you with that because they have the bat one, they have the intelligent one, they have the spider one, they have the one that um, becomes uh, electrical. It's like you don't need like one or two is fine. You don't need like a whole slew. Oh, and then they have the one that um, is a female. So it's like they have all of the and then the super hyper one, like they have so many gremlins to keep up with. And it's like if you have it's like you can't oversaturate a movie with too many characters to keep track of that are interesting because if you do, it oversaturates the movie and makes it seem a lot less boring than it actually is just because you're like, I don't know, it, it's hard for me to put into words, but it's like if you watch any movie where they have a ton of characters, like actual, like interesting characters, it's really hard to um, keep your interest through the whole movie. Cause it's like, there's action and then action and action. It's almost like, uh, you know, the whole point of a horror movie and what makes a good horror movie is that it starts off slow, brings it up a little bit and then it slows down again. While this movie, it starts off slow, goes up and then it just stays. And because it stays, it just, it, it loses my interest, but, but yeah, that's my take. So I absolutely love the first movie. It's considered a classic in my opinion, uh, just cause I grew up watching it like every year around Christmas time. This one, I actually shockingly didn't see near as often as I did the other one. So I I think I saw it like a handful of times growing up, maybe just because we didn't have access to it. We we wanted to watch the other one. So we ended up getting that one. But this one, we didn't really feel the need to. So I didn't have near as heavy a nostalgia glasses as I did on the other one. And it has been a couple of years since I've seen this movie. So 
I had forgotten a lot of what happened in it. I remembered it being in the building. I remember it being very chaotic. And I remember a few of the gremlins in particular and how they they killed them. But I had not quite recalled how much of a shit show this movie is. (laughs) So I'm giving it a 5.5. Honestly, like, if you haven't seen it already, you could skip it. Like, the first one is really the only one that you need. This one, I feel like it couldn't really decide what it wanted to be. Like, it was insane chaos everywhere. There were references everywhere that a lot of which didn't really make that much sense in context. It was very, very, very 90s. Extreme 90s. Like, when the movie starts, it shows the Warner Brothers symbol and has Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck arguing over who's going to be there. So (laughs) that always bodes well for how a movie's going to (laughs) go. But it does make fun of itself constantly. And not just like the previous movie and the references and everything and breaking the fourth wall a few times, but also it roasts the rules for the gremlins, (laughs) which I do appreciate. I did appreciate that because we asked a lot of the same questions when we watched the first movie. Like, what if you're on a plane and cross into a different time zone? (laughs) It's midnight somewhere. Or what if it had something stuck in its teeth and it got dislodged after midnight and it ended up swallowing it? Does that count as it eating something separate? (laughs) Or was it because it was already in its body? Technically, it was in its mouth. Is it still safe? (laughs) So it's just different things like that that they were asking that I do appreciate them at least calling attention to it. Like, yeah, we know these rules are crap, but we're doing it anyway. (laughs) Yeah. And even Billy's like, I don't make the rules. (laughs) I just know them. (laughs) I do also have to laugh at some of the things that they put in there, like Christopher Lee (laughs) as... Dr. Catheter. (laughs) And when he gets a package, he gets all excited going, must be my malaria. (laughs) And he's like super excited about getting these horrible diseases and things. And then he's disappointed because he got rabies. (laughs) He's like, I already have rabies. Like it's a freaking trading card. What are you doing, sir? (laughs) So there are some humorous points and some points that I appreciate with them calling to to attention the crap rules that don't make that much sense or um, that it it makes a few references that are kind of funny here and there, but others don't really make that much context or sense in context. But I don't know. It's just it doesn't it doesn't have near the same vibe. I feel like it tries to be a little too funny. Like, it knows it's a humorous movie, and it just ran with it a little bit too far. (laughs) The other movie, it was funny, and it was ridiculous, but they still had a rather serious tone to it for the most part. Like, there's a real danger with these things. They are killing people, or at least they were in the first movie. It didn't really seem like there was that much death. There was a little bit of death, but not that much death in the second one. They seemed fairly mild in comparison. Just more chaotic. 
So they just, I feel like they went too far from what it was originally supposed to be. And when they lost sight of that, it just kind of falls apart. (laughs) Yeah. And I don't know if you noticed this too, but um, both movies are also low-key... I don't want to go so far as to say racist because I think that there, <laughs> because, um, like in the beginning of the movie, one of the the people trying to get the the old guy to sell the store, he is like, oh, is that a, a quote from Bruce Lee or Confucius? Yeah, he is like, oh, is that a quote from Confucius or Bruce Lee? And like, come on, dude. But, uh, you know, that I could at least partially excuse because I'm like, okay, maybe they're just trying to make the guy come out as like an extra douchebag. But then later they have this tourist guy that happens to be Asian that's just like taking, obnoxiously taking pictures of everything and filming everything. I'm like, that's, you know, that's a stereotype um, that uh, we have. So I'm just like the fact that, you know, it's, it's one thing if you're trying to make a character to be a douchebag, but the fact that they added the secondary, like a large, well, a larger part a character in the film but then they're also like really like his personality is the fact that he's asian and he takes pictures or he's a cameraman or whatever i'm like (laughs) those are things that probably wouldn't be accepted today and i would say are uh fairly inappropriate because it's like you kind of lose it's like they're more the stereotype than an actual like individualized character at that point um, but I, I, uh, I do, I am sad that they had the old man die because it's just like, oh, from the, from the first movie, the shop owner. Oh yeah. 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 There were a few different older gentlemen. So I was yeah, that's confused fair. That's for fair. a moment. My, my apologies. <laughs> like, which one? The shop owner. I was sad that yeah. he passed away. Yes. But at the same time he was ancient. So I kind of see... <laughs> How that could be fairly accurate. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. But I just, uh, I want to bring that up to make note. It's like, it's so interesting, even watching movies that aren't that much older, um, and how different we represent different ethnicities and cultures nowadays compared to what it, <laughs> the way that we used to. So just this is something that I th- thought was kind of interesting to make note of. Yeah. But, um, but yeah. So for realism, I only have one point because it was really hard for me to think on, oh, is it good? I'm going to pause your realism for a moment. I just tried the tea. Yeah. The orange is really, really good with this. Yeah, whenever you said turmeric and orange, I'm like, I've never heard of that flavor combination before, but it sounds like it'd be tasty. It works. Like, it mellows out the turmeric a little bit, but you still get that slight zing of the orange. So it's like a sweet orange almost. So it's that slight tang of the citrus, but it's still sweet. And then the you still kind of taste the turmeric, but it's a lot more mild. It's 
Turmeric is usually very spicy, especially with ginger. Yeah. And you don't get like punched in the taste buds with it in this one. It's it's mellowed out and it really works well together. I'll have to remember. So is is Lipton and what was the name of it? Mm -hmm. After you take a sip. (laughs) I had to have more. Lipton Terrific Turmeric Herbal Tea. Ooh. So here's a sip right. There we go. There we go. Oh, yeah. Okay. If it will focus ever. It won't. It's a fixed focus camera. Well, I I kind of sort of got it. But yeah. it's Yes. Okay. Lots of flowers and pretty. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, I'll have to take a look. Yeah. But um but anyways, so for realism, I definitely can say that uh, I would rate this a 2. Very uh, unrealistic. The, I mean, come on, it's Gremlins. Like, Gremlins is very much an exaggeration of the real world. Where it's like, yes, they're they're talking about the modern age. And they're, you know, there is some level of commentary to it. But it's also an exaggeration of our world. Um but the the main thing that I was like, okay, that's not really realistic. It's just, of course, the the concept of gremlins and like how they reproduce and stuff. I mean, it's like, yes, the uh, the movie kind of like makes fun of that and it doesn't make sense. But uh, just yeah, just this movie really isn't uh, very realistic. Like how they end up uh, killing the gremlins and it's just but. You know, at the same time, this is also what makes the movie fun. So it's not really a movie that, because it's unrealistic, I'm like, oh, this this took away from the entertainment. I'm like, no, it's Gremlins. I'm expecting it to be exaggerated. I'm expecting to see these ridiculous creatures <laughs> and, like, the fact that they do have some level of uh, intelligence and... Uh, stuff like that so it's like at least for me personally it doesn't take away from the entertainment factor but um but yeah i keep having hiccups i'm like ah stop it (laughs) (laughs) but what what do you rate the the movie so i set aside the fact that it's gremlins and along with it i set aside the rules for the gremlins because they established that before In the first movie, and again in this one, they did remind everyone what the rules were. But I give it a one. Holy crap. (laughs) Because even disregarding that, the show just takes a swan dive off the Empire State Building with realism. For one, Gizmo in the first movie was far more intelligent. And he tried, for the most part, it seemed to actively avoid certain things like bright light or water if he could help it. He only got wet because someone else knocked something over onto him when he wasn't paying that much attention. He just happened to be in that area. So for him to, one, get out of the drawer when he knows how important it is to stay there, and then two, when he sees the spray of water, he takes forever to move. And then he moves to, like, the worst possible place. No! It just doesn't make that much sense. And again, I know movies got a movie. I know that this has to be a thing that happens at some point. But you can do it in a more clever way. 
he could have still been in the drawer and someone was walking by and tripped or something and spilled water and it happened to splash into the drawer. There are holes all in the front of that drawer. <laughs> or if he had partially opened it like he did before and it spilled and splashed onto him, that would have worked too. Or heck, if he had stayed in the drawer and the janitor was still messing with the water fountain and it sprayed into the drawer, I still would have accepted that <laughs> instead. It just didn't make that much sense. It's like they're rewriting the character completely. Then, when chaos is starting to ensue, it takes entirely too long for any one of them to think, hey, maybe we should pull the fire alarm to get people out. And you only see one dang fire alarm in the entire freaking building, and it was in that one scene where they finally decided, oh, you know what? I should probably do the thing. <laughs> Which is interesting to me, and I'm pretty sure breaks so many different regulations for fire control, but okay, whatever. I, I don't appreciate, though, that after Kate finally has the stroke of genius and pulls the fire alarm, she thinks it's a good idea, with all the tech issues going on, and gremlins she has no idea where, but she knows there are multiple of, thinks, you know what, I'm gonna get on an elevator. Mm-mm. No. <laughs> no. And then she's like, elevator, stop. And it actually listens. Sound alarm. In a really cool, confident, okay, I've gotten it. Stop. Everything will be fine now. Because they definitely won't mess with the controls at all. And someone will definitely be along to rescue me in just a moment. Great. Good job. I also find it interesting how they have a whole team of people. A whole room and a whole team of people looking for other employees that are taking breaks when they should not be because they are supposed to be perfect little drones and not have any human needs whatsoever. God forbid someone has to pee. <laughs> but they can't figure out or notice that Billy, the main character, sneaks into a genetics research lab and steals a whole-ass creature from said lab and opens other cages and then goes back to his desk with said creature. <laughs> but this is fine. Also, as an artist, there's no reason for him to have ever gone anywhere near the genetics research lab to fix the copy machine, as he claimed to be there to do. So they'll, they'll watch the, the random janitor dude take an unauthorized break but they don't give a crap about an artist leaving his desk to go somewhere he has no business going anywhere near to fix something he doesn't even use which is not his job to do and steals a whole creature but okay they also don't notice that gremlins are there until one of them pops through the console and attacks one but okay i guess movie's got a movie and that, I guess, could possibly be, be, or be a thing that happens. But what won't happen is the freaking light everywhere in that room. The bright lights everywhere. And the gremlin is completely unaffected. This whole movie, they're completely inconsistent with the light weakness. They even make a point at, at one part of the movie in the genetics lab where they, like, inject the serum into the bat one to give him resistance to light. 
to make sure that he can fly during the day. And yet they have all these lights everywhere that are going on and off. They have fire every now and then. They have electric one going everywhere, which would be very, very bright. And yet none of them are affected by it, except at random times. And only when convenient. <laughs> Pick one. Either they're allergic to light or they're not. Even the first movie was more consistent with it. And that's saying something. So I also want to know what happened to the electric gremlin. Like, it's not a thing that would happen anyway. Regardless. <laughs> you can't inject anything with some kind of electrode-type serum and make it magically be able to generate electricity. That's not how any of this works, first off. And even if it was, if you inject it into something, it's not going to magically turn into an energy being. Like it freaking ascended into the next plane of existence. So when they use it, even if it's a thing, when they use it to kill the other gremlins by electrocution, <laughs> zappy zap, <laughs> where does it go? Because it did that to other things, other people, and it just went into a socket somewhere or the phone system or wherever it wanted. And it just continued on going about its business. So how do you destroy that one? And where did it go after you used it to zap the others? Yeah, that's a good point. So. And then they even showed the, the female gremlin still alive after... So it's like, what happens with that? Yeah. Who, I mean, it sounded like they were stuck on one of the the uppermost floors. And she wasn't down with the others because she was busy with someone else. Which is interesting because if they reproduce by water, then what was she even doing? Yeah. With the dude. But okay. That is a good point. We're just going to leave that there. I don't think I want to touch that one. But yeah, it's like like the light inconsistencies. I didn't even think about that until you mentioned it. And also, I'm pretty sure this is not by Steven uh, Spielberg. I don't think so. I could look it up real quick, but I don't think it was. Um, but if it's not, I think that does help explain how why the movie is so chaotic and why it just kind of goes off the deep end <laughs> like it's a fun yeah it was someone else it was it was uh chuck jones who was heavy into warner brothers and uh, joe dante okay i'm pretty sure it was different writers too but y'all y'all missed the whole point of the first movie just saying i think they <laughs> missed the whole point of like making a movie in general <laughs> yes like stick to cartoons i know we're uh you know and that explains why there were so many freaking references yeah. yeah yeah but you know i know we're ripping on the movie but i will say that at least for me personally um this this is a movie that i would enjoy uh having on in the background while i'm doing stuff it like it's entertaining enough that it's not like oh if someone wants to watch Gremlin two I'm like oh it's a terrible movie I don't want to watch it and like the reason why I rated it seven point five 
is because I know Jeepers Creepers 2, I had rated a 7. And whenever I was comparing the two, I'm like, at least to me, Gremlins 2 is more entertaining than Jeepers Creepers 2. Now, Jeepers Creepers 2 is more focused, but Gremlins 2, like, I had a lot more, like, laugh moments and, um, I don't know, overall, I just was a little, slightly more engaged and interested than with the Jeepers Creepers 2. So, um, but, I mean, overall, like, it's, the worst part of it is the fact that it's so unfocused, but it's not, like, a terrible, god-awful movie. It's just compared to the original, it's like if you had to choose one or the other, just definitely uh, Gremlins, the first one. The first one did have chaos, but it was controlled chaos. It was chaos with a purpose. Exactly. This one, it was just chaos for the sake of chaos. Yeah, it's... It's just like a, a Warner Brothers cartoon where it's like all of this like chaos that's just like, what the heck am I watching? So, well, uh, I mean, even their their cartoons made sense. The problem, I fair. think, is the time frame because most cartoons are short snippets. They're like half an hour max, but they tell a story in that amount of time. If you if you watch this movie, they really kind of lose it in the middle, especially. Yeah. But in the end, they start to bring back the focus and taper back into, okay, this was the main storyline in this bundle of crazy. Let's pick that out and continue on here and finish it up with this. Yeah. And the movie, it was an hour and 45 minutes almost exactly. And... I think it would have done the movie justice if they had uh, lowered it to either an hour and 30 minutes or maybe an hour and 25 minutes, yeah. um, even an hour and 20 minutes. Yeah, I feel like they didn't need certain things like the, the scene with his immediate boss coming on to him yeah, and wanting to weird. climb the, the corporate ladder that way and that all, really or, you know, the... Just the different scenes of them wreaking chaos before they tried to do anything. So there were just certain things here and there that they could have cut. And it would have made a bit more sense. Also, the part in the middle where they break the fourth wall. And they try to make it seem like you're in a movie theater. And they go out and they get Hulk Hogan. As a cameo. That's kind of funny. To tell the gremlins to stop. (laughs) And to continue with the actual movie. Like, we didn't need that. That was just weird and made no sense. I feel like it was the only thing that Hulk Hogan probably would have consented to as a cameo. (laughs) So Yeah, though, to be fair, like, if there were some bits that needed to be cut out, I'd be okay leaving that one in. Uh, versus, like, whenever it's focusing more on the gremlins, like, the majority of people have left the building, like, I feel like a lot of that could have been cut out. Yeah. Yeah, they could have shortened that for sure, but I still would have liked for them to have cut that that middle bit out. Yeah, it's such a strange movie because, like, the general idea of it 
wasn't too terrible. Like it could have been a good movie, but I think it, it really is all of these extra comedy bits and then all of these little nitpick like stories that really make the movie kind of messy. And mm -hmm. it's kind of funny how to think that they just need to edit out just a couple of scenes and the movie would already be dramatically improved. Yeah. So just to, to wrap it up, guys, first one was a heck of a lot better. This is more a background movie while you're cleaning up the kitchen or, yeah. or making Christmas decorations or putting up the tree or whatever. Just one that you don't necessarily have to pay attention to. Yes, and let us know what you thought of the movie, and if you would like to keep up to date with our content, you can find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and most places where you can listen to podcasts. Yes, and if you'd like to support the podcast, please subscribe, like, and share our content. We also have a Teespring if you'd like to support us monetarily, and you can find the sites mentioned linked down below. But until the next time, guys, stay safe and stay spoopy. Bye! Bye.